they fall la 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 After vacationing across America and throughout Europe, this holiday season, the Griswolds are going to play it safe. Clark, we're stuck under a truck! Oops. They're staying at home. I give you the Griswold family Christmas tree. Hope you're not getting sap all over your sweater, Clark. All Clark wants is a quiet, old-fashioned Christmas. Sorry. Got a little knot here. We can work on that. What he's going to get is the gift that keeps on living. Merry Christmas. His family. We didn't come to impose. <laughs> oh, hell, there's plenty of room. Do you sleep with your brother? Do you know how sick and twisted that is, Mom? Well, I'm sleeping with your father. Have you got a kiss for me? Eh, you better take a rain check on that, Art. He's got a lip fungus they ain't identified yet. But no holiday could ever be more deeply touching. We were gonna call, but Eddie wanted to make it a surprise. If I woke up tomorrow with my head sewn to the carpet, I wouldn't be more surprised than I am right now. <laughs> ah, we're really gonna fly down the hill with this stuff. So genuinely moving. Can I refill your eggnog for you? Drive you out to the middle of nowhere, leave you for dead. More truly uplifting. Can I show you something? I was just blouse browsing. Or more down to earth. Merry Christmas! If Santa is smart, he'll stay well clear of this joint. It's a death trap. Then <laughs> Christmas with the Griswolds. Everybody come out quick, look at the lights! They want you to say grace. <laughs> Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. This year, let Chevy Chase light up your holidays. <laughs> National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That thing had nine lives. She just spent them all. <laughs> you woo, crack up. Welcome to Midnight Movies. I am King, one of your cohorts, one of your movie connoisseurs, and over there, in good old, I guess 25 minutes away, is Mr. Mike. Good evening, sir. Good evening, folks, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, too. Christmas with the Heroes Asylum. That's right, guys. We are doing a, a faux pas. We're doing a holiday movie. Can't believe it. It was on the polls and the page, and... By overwhelming response, with a vote total of, I believe, three to no, like seven. Was it seven? It ended up being seven. I looked at the, uh, I looked at it just before we hopped on, and yeah, there were more votes after we made our called it. <laughs> yeah, and this was an audible by you because I remember I had something else on the list. Uh, I think it was Office Christmas Party. No, uh, Surviving Christmas. Which, surviving Christmas. Which I was but... like, ah, yeah, uh, no. And honestly, well, I, there was more Christmas themes. That's why I, I let you do the list. I, me personally, I would have chosen other movies. That's why I had to throw at least one of mine in there, because mm -hmm. uh, there were a few others. Uh, our, our friend uh, Mr. Jammin, he threw in, um, <laughs> he threw in uh, Gremlins, Die Hard wasn't on the list. Um, you well, know, cr no. a Christmas Story wasn't on the list from another. I one. didn't want to put the. I, I could have put the Christmas Story on there, but you know, it's going to be a twenty-four hour marathon on TNT. You don't really need to see the Christmas Story. You don't want to see. You want to watch us do it? I mean, come on. But yeah, so by overwhelming response, Christmas Vacation, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, won. And that is what we're doing tonight. 
Uh, I believe this movie came out late. It was I think it was one of the last ones that Chevy did, didn't wasn't it? Uh, he did. Uh, he did. did all, he, he was part more. of Vacation. He was part of the 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 Ed Helms ran one, and they also did a offshoot of uh, where they were going to visit. That there was like a I think a, a web series of the vacations, and it was him and Beverly reunited, and it was like I think on YouTube. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hmm. There was. Yeah. But of course, then you also had the va- Christmas Vacation Two, which was a straight to TV release, which was all primarily about uh, cousin Eddie going to an island. Wow. And spending Christmas mm. there, uh, and of course, you know we love to see Eddie in his shorts and his shoes with black socks. Oh yeah, that's that's uh, that's uh, ultimate tourist right there. Yeah. So yeah, no, this one was was released December first, nineteen eighty nine. You know, prime Christmas time, budget of twenty five mil, made seventy two point nine. So I mean, you double. Mm. Tripled it, tripled you know. its so so I mean did a great job. John Hughes classic. If if anybody wants to know this, it was definitely written by Hughes and actually written. This was taken from a short story he put in the National Lampoon magazine back in the seventies, and uh, eighties. There was a true National Lampoon magazine, very uh, Mad esque, and uh, this was one of the stories that was on there, and it was called Christmas Fifty Nine. Hmm. And when we watch the movie, we'll, we will actually see a nod to that short story later, you know, in the, when we're watching the movie. Check that out. Uh, look look, look the- for it in these time Clark spends in the attic. So definitely. Yeah. And to jump on that note, I think on Netflix or Hulu, they have a series that chronicles the beginning of National Lampoons and the guys who created it. Yeah, there so, is. A, yeah, I believe it's on. Uh, yeah, I believe that is on Netflix. Yeah, I so I checked out the first twenty minutes, and it's really yeah. good. It talks about how they basically all these crazy ideas they went to the editor with, and he's like, "We can't post that. That's ridiculous." And then you know, they were laughing last. But uh, enough about laughing here. You want to hear us laugh when we watch the movie? So I am queued up at. Zero, zero, 001 because I like to be different and I'm going to do a little countdown and guys you could just sync it up with us and uh, turn all down your volumes and hear our lovely voices so three two one play okay this is a Warner Brothers I didn't realize that yeah, yeah, this is Warner Brothers. Okay. Um, uh, Jeremy uh, Cheklik is who directed, and he had never seen a, never seen any of the National Lampoon movies before before doing this. And he's, is this the first one that Hughes directed? Hughes, or did he? No, didn't direct. No, Hughes did not direct it. I was just talking, okay. I, I was just talking about the director, Jeremy. Uh, oh, I'm Cheklik. sorry, yeah, my bad, he, my bad. He's yeah. the one. He did. He did uh, Benny and June. Uh, he also did. He was part of the Avengers. Uh, the, not the MCU Avengers, but the British uh, 1998 remake of the British Spy. Mm-hmm. He did. He did that one. But yeah, this was his. Uh, he'd never seen any of the National Lampoon movies before he before he did this, and this was his very first movie. Did a great, did a kick-ass job. I'll say that fits right in line with the other National Lampoon. Yeah, movies. It, it fits, but it still stands out on its own. Which I, that's yeah, what I did. yeah, that's one yeah. of those things I love about each each of them. They could be re- rehashes, and in a way they are, but it's different jokes. And in different situations, and mm-hmm. uh, that's something I've always loved. I can watch every single one of them, even even uh, the Ed Helms one. I'm still kind of because it's it's yeah. a different vibe, and I'm like not all aboard with it. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, you I heard good it? things. No, I have not seen it. I'm, I'm afraid to. Honestly, it was all right. Again, it's it doesn't fit into this. But again, we're talking in a completely different decade. You know, two decades removed. 
the humor factor is a little different. But even like the the Vegas vacation, you know, I mean, Vegas vacation was almost a decade after this. And yeah, uh, yeah, a little bit after. It's true. Nice. I think closer, like I think about eight years. But yeah, no, it's a. Uh, yeah, see, uh, the first vacation was was directed by Harold Ramis, rest in peace. Uh, also written by John Hughes. Uh, the European Vacation, love that one. Uh, Which is my favorite. Uh, was, that's uh, my favorite. Uh, Amy uh, Heckling, uh, she did Fast Times at Richmond High, Look Who's Talking, and Clueless. So if you kind of get an idea there. And then, of course, we just talked about that one. Uh, and it looks like, yeah, this, this was the last one Hughes wrote. He didn't write the Vegas Vacation or Vacation. He wasn't big on doing sequels. But, but, you know, here he is doing sequels. I mean, three of hmm. probably the best comedies of the 80s. I mean. Yeah, look at that. Not too many people talk about, you know, John actually writing. They talk more about his directing. But uh, good writer, too. Well, most of what he did direct. He, he wrote, right? He wrote, yeah. So okay, that's why, okay. So, that's yeah. why a lot of times you're not, you're not going to get that because they're, it's, they're talking it as a, you know, a, a, a whole unit. Yeah, I know he wrote. He you know, he wrote, directed Mr. Mom. Um, you know, Weird Science. He wrote and directed. You know, it's again, it falls in the Hughesism. Always the, the the John Hughes school. You know, you're pretty in pink. Something wonderful. Yeah, he wrote all of those and directed. And of course, you got to have the iconic station wagon. That's what I like about that. They always include. They find a way to include that car in the movie. Well, it's not the same car. That's oh, it's new, not. No, that's a rounder model. Oh, okay. they had the, but, they, they no. had the beginning in the well, it's still a station wagon, so it, they they never refer to it as the truckster because honestly, I believe the truckster died in the. First oh, that's right, it did die, yeah. and and the original vacation, that's right, yeah. it blew up or something. Yeah, no, it just died. I think it just would, well, would I, I guess the, aesthetically, it looks like the original car. So well, I, yeah, again, I, it's it's yeah. that station wagon look. It's that it's that fake wood look. Yeah, it's sticking to the same thing. Just like you know when we I know we hate to bring up that movie, but Ghostbusters, the female Ghostbusters, it was still that same make and model, but different year. For for the ecto, mm-hmm. you know it's it's keeping keeping to the core, but you have to you know, obviously you have to update it for nowadays. Mm. And of course, you can't have a vacation movie without Audrey and Rusty once again being recast. So. Recast, and this is one of the first ones where the age was flipped. Yeah, normally, normally Rusty was the older yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Normally, she's the younger, and this is the one time that they flipped. And again, you think they just did that on purpose, just to like. I you looked know, through like the history. Wink, wink. I looked through the history and I didn't see anything of it. I don't know. If okay, they... because I thought it was on purpose because there was like you know we just change the kids every single film, you know. Well, you got to think they're going to get older, so you you got to have to recast. So that's a given. So maybe in during the recasting, they're probably like, well, it doesn't matter oh. because it's about the parents. Hmm. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I miss funny Chevy Chase. I didn't like when Chenny, Chevy Chase became disgruntled and bitter. I don't. I didn't like him like that. Well, I got to tell you, if you really talk to most comedians off, <laughs> off camera, mm. they're usually pretty uh, disgruntled and bitter. So okay, maybe that's yeah, why. That's, I mean, most comedians I know, there, there's there, there, there's a sense of neuroticism to every comedian, and usually what you see on screen is so not it. But they know how to pull it out of themselves. Still waiting for Fletch lives. Or that uh, long-awaited Fletch sequel that he was supposed to do. I love those Fletch movies. Hmm. 
Wasn't there talk for a long time that Hughes was going to write a newer one before he? Because I know Hughes passed. Right. And um, I think that it was one of those things that was like you know in development hell. It was. There was there every there everybody was attached to it or said they wanted to do it. I think Kevin Smith was a huge wish list on his on his side. Was he always wanted to do the sequel to Fletch? Now, originally, uh, this was supposed to be directed by probably one of the, I guess you would go more 90s directors. He had a lot of movies in the 80s, but I, when I think of this director, I think 90s. And he did probably one of the most classic 90s Christmas movies. Andy hmm. also did a movie about, uh, about a certain style of music in a town about uh, not being in a relationship. Really? Yeah. Oh. Mr. Christopher Columbus, or Chris that's right. Columbus. Oh, that's right. Chris. Chris yeah, he Columbus. was originally he was originally set to direct this, but uh, dropped out due to again Chevy not getting along with him. So he worked with Hughes again on the on the uh, on the first two Home Alone movies, and also the probably one of my uh, one of my favorite like towards the end or middle of his career, John Candy, uh, Only the Lonely. Yeah. That was a good one. Oh, that's not even a station wagon. It's a Taurus, I believe. Well, it's a Taurus, but it's still a Taurus station wagon. That's a, okay. It's not. It's the station wagon isn't a brand uh, identified with a brand. It's just a body style. It's like an SUV. Mm. Everybody has SUV. Everybody has pickups. So station wagon is just a wagon. Hmm. I think the the original one wasn't a brand because they did. I think they made up a fake one. Oh, for, okay. Uh, for and I love Eugene Levy on that. In that, as the uh, as the salesman on that, it's great. <laughs> That's great. Oh uh, yeah, we can't send your, uh, we can't give you your car back. Sorry. No, these vacation movies they were pretty spaced out because I think the original was seventy nine eighty, and then Euro was what eighty four, eighty five, and then see. and then Christmas was eighty nine. So. Yeah, Christmas was eighty nine. Yeah, like I said, and then there was like an eight year, nine year gap between this and, and vacation. Vacation was like ninety seven, uh, ninety eight. So there is a a la horror movie influence in this scene right now, uh, and and it's uh, and and Chevy like tried to emulate to two uh, two horror movie icons during this scene when he picks up the chainsaw. Did he try to do uh, Ash? Voorhees and uh, Leatherface. Oh. Yeah, you know, he he says he tried to emulate them when he was picking up the chainsaw to go cut down the tree. Hey, that's um, it's Jennifer Jason Lee. Who? No, that's not Jen- that's not Jennifer. Just uh, what's her name? Uh... Are you talking Aubrey? Yeah. Who is no, no, that? It's Julia Lewis. Julia Lewis. That's right. Okay. Yeah. And you know who Russ is? No, who's Russ? That's a uh, 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 John uh, Galicki. That's Jagaliki. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you got two future, wow, Roseanne alums and a, a natural born killer, uh, right here. And then, of course, you know your Big Bang Theory with with, with Johnny. Hmm. It doesn't look like Johnny Galecki too. I mean, I mean, because Galecki gets like curly hair, I guess. Yeah, but when you when you actually listen to the voice, I know it's a little squeakier because they had you know you know the pre puberty. Oh. But yeah, no, that's. Yeah, I mean, you look at the cast here; it's 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 pretty big. Well, I, 
What an awful job cutting. Brought the whole root and everything. <laughs> and then, of course, my my favorite, the, the Neighbors. I love the Neighbors. Julia Louise Dreyfus. And then uh, Nicholas Guest. <laughs> nice. Now, uh, Guest actually is best known. Probably You probably would recognize him, especially you, uh, with Batman Brave and the Bold. He was the voice of the question and March and the Manhunter. Uh, Justice League, his, he was uh, Luminous. And in Justice League Unlimited, he was Dino Trooper. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that, that so... Again, somebody, somebody definitely with a uh, with a bit of a career, hmm. but he was pro- pro- you know, predominantly known for just his voice acting. Oh, that is Johnny Galecki. You're right. I, I just looked at his face. Yeah, like I said, you'll see like the, yeah. eye, the eyes. I always keep thinking of Euro Vacation where um they made those that home video and then it got sold they got stolen yeah. and the dude sold it and then she, she's like all over the billboards. Yeah. She's like, I thought you deleted that movie. Yeah, it doesn't say anything about their age. I've looked over all of the uh all the the notes I could gather on this and you would think that would be one of the big ones because it just it's not just about this movie, it covers all of the movies. And Beverly D'Angelo is sixty nine. Still looks oh. good at her age, man. Yeah, I'm looking at her now. She doesn't look bad for sixty nine year old. Still has that hair. Like I said, there was a couple of years back that they did a um, that they did an inter- like a internet thing. Jesus. Yeah, there's no 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 rhyme or reason, so it's just uh, probably just, just casting thing because again the kids are just hmm. sorts of you know unfortunately like throwaways. Yeah, I thought it was a, there was a reasoning behind it, but I guess not. No, I don't think they put too much too much thought into something like that. Now it is funny. Is the changing of Griswold changes for this movie and this movie only? I think in this movie they're 
uh, Griswold with W-A-L-D at the end. And in the other movies, it's Griswold, W-O-L-D. Slight change. Yeah, I don't know if it's a, a, a editing issue or somebody for, you know, screwed up the, the, the name. And the real spelling is what we got on the other movies. Did you notice there was like a trend in, well, of course there's a trend in the, I love this guy. Is he, is he still with us? Uh, Murphy? I yeah. I believe he... so. Yeah. Cause that's, okay. uh, that's Bill Murray's, uh, or not Murphy, but Bill Murray, that's Bill Murray's uh, brother. Oh, uh, was yeah, he the one Bri- that passed? Yeah. Uh, Brian Doyle. No, he's still alive with us. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Brian's been ever pretty much never anything Bill's been in. Caddyshack, Scrooge, Ghostbusters 2. Don't, Man, know. that's another one I should have put down yeah. with Scrooge. Yeah. Ah. Too many. You know what? Maybe next year I'll let you. That's why, that's why when you went for with with Surviving Christmas, I'm like, James Gandolfini I was just, and Ben I was just, What? I was just trying to think outside the box. I was just trying to do. I didn't but want to do movies that everybody thought Christmas we were going to do. It's Christmas movies, but that's the thing. It's Christmas movies. We want to do heartwarming. We want to do things that people are comfortable with. Well, what's wrong with the movies I picked? They were heartwarming. No, no. Most of them were, except for that one. That's why I, well, <laughs> I took that Yeah. Of, I, like, I think with Surviving well, Christmas, I was just kind of, I was, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I was kind of pulling on straw. But yeah. I just didn't want to go with a movie that, you know, that's... It's okay to be like everybody else. You don't always have to be different. Sometimes people like to go back to, to, to what's known and, and comfortable to them. And in Christmas movies, it's the thing. They want to go with what's comfortable. That's why everybody has their definitive Christmas list. You know, what I was about to say is like, you know, if you look at like it's as far as like an '80s trend goes, as far as like you know, characters in a movie, wasn't every every character in a movie who had a job basically in advertising? Doesn't it feel like that? Uh, yeah, pretty much advertising. <laughs> it just felt like they were yeah. all like that's the easiest job. Let's just put them in advertising. Yeah. They're always like ad execs. And I don't know if maybe that's something John Hughes esque. That it could be because, again, you think of the movies that you're probably thinking of. Those are the John Hughes movies. Mm-hmm. You know, when you when you really think back to, you know, Bueller's dad and, and what he did. <laughs> Look how he just gets so weird around hot chicks. And that's in all three films. Mm-hmm. There's always a, a hot chick that he always has a... Uh... And, and yet they find him adorable and, and, like, irresistible. Yeah. I don't know who this is. Who, the, uh, the brawl girl? Yeah. I don't. No, probably, probably just a model. Probably just yeah, a model at the diamond. Because she doesn't look familiar and that laugh. <laughs> man you look at those people in the department store just walking around like that that's i mean this is an old movie but god I, as far as just walking around department stores that just seems like so long ago no shit that's my name (laughs) 
<laughs> There's another one we could have done too, but again, just didn't. What? This one. Oh, oh, it's a wonderful no, yeah, life. I, yeah, I would have. I would have. I think you would have vetoed that one. That's, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. I just don't like it. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of it either. I mean, I, I like it for what it's is, but I'm not, I'm not a big like it's a wonderful life fan and. I know that's blasphemy, but just my opinion. No, I think it's a generational thing as well, because there are movies that, and that I love that I I will claim up and down the best you know best Christmas movies ever. A, a younger generation look at me like no, you're you're off your tree. By the way, perfect actor to play his dad. <laughs> And of course, we get Randy Quaid later on. I love Randy Quaid. Before he went crazy and moved to Canada and grew a beard and became bitter. Uh, that's why I'm wondering. I don't know if he's really acting in this. Wow! Look at it. Look how he long he he looks. Jesus. My quarter. My grandparents didn't give me anything. They didn't smother you in your sleep. Be happy. Ouch. <laughs> a little dark there for a minute. What that? What? Whoa. Please, guys, send Mike some virtual hugs. Oof. I had a neighbor when I lived in New Jersey and he would put up, I mean, he had a, an, an assortment of lights, but he would put up the lights in a way every single year the same. We had a routine is what I'm trying to say. He would like one day the roof, the next day downstairs, but he would put them up the same way every single year. That's skill. Well, you have to because if you're taking it, because as you're pulling them out, you want to be able to put them up. And then that way, when you're putting them, taking them down, you want to put them backwards so yeah, but it's not like nowadays like well people just leave the lights on they just don't turn them on for the whole yeah, year that's, no that's, that's just that's just the rednecks down here <laughs> <laughs> well i live next to rednecks exactly. <laughs> yeah i mean yeah, we we know i know you i know you're in podong you know area so yeah you, that's that's just decorations that's just florida decorations for you we can't we don't have icicles so we have you know christmas lights yeah it was just weird like that literally the day after thanksgiving like all these houses were lit like wow that was fast I know you guys didn't put it up overnight. Nope, they just plugged them in. They just plugged it in and I... I know Chevy was in the community for a while. Right? The community? Is that the, the show that he was... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so a little uh, back history for uh for the for crazy aunt bethany that mm. shows up later she's actually quite famous 
uh, Aunt Bethany, who comes in later, is actually the voice of Betty Boop. Really? Yeah, from 1930. Oh. Yeah, so when you hear her voice, she's not in yet. But when she comes in, you'll, you know, she's very high, like a very high register in her voice. But that's, yeah, she was uh, the voice of Betty Boop. Uh, passed away uh, 1998, actually. Hmm. 89, but yeah, so that's a... That's a good line. I mean, they, but you, can, you look at the rest of the cast as well. I mean, they are not nobodies. No, no, no. You there's... know, they've all been, you know, in something. Wasn't, isn't uh, Clark's mother, or is that Ellen's mother? Um, no, yeah, it's Ellen's mother. Yeah, is yeah, that, yeah. Isn't she from uh, Everybody Loves Raymond? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's the mother. That's Raymond's yeah. mom. Huh. And it is funny is when... Uh, when uh, uh, Bethany and, and Lewis, the, the aunt and uncle, when they do come in, the actual, there was a minor earthquake the second they came in while they were filming out in California. Ooh. <laughs> Still got that angst, even as a young kid. I'll tell you what, I mean, you know, as far as casting goes, like a mother-daughter thing, they do look alike. I mean, I, I guess that's what they were going for, so... Ooh. And there's actually another um, return of the Griswolds, uh, 2012, I believe. Oh, it was an old Navy uh, commercial. It was a series of commercials for the holiday, mm -hmm. and it had the it had Chevy, D'Angelo, and Juliet returning. Johnny wasn't able to do it, but they were able to get the other previous Rusties, Anthony Michael Hall and Jason uh, Lively, were able to do that as well as uh, Diane, that's Diane right, Darren. Anthony Michael Hall was Rusty. Yeah, yeah, he, he was the first Rusty. Ah, okay. So he was in the first two movies, right? No, no, no. Rusty, he was only Rusty in one. No, no none of the kids repeat. Okay, I'm sorry. So the, only keep... the only kid that, um, yeah, none of the kids, yeah, I was saying none of the kids repeat uh, because uh, even in the the uncle or cousin Eddie's Christmas, only Aubrey comes around and it's not even the same actress. It's a different girl. Yeah, but, okay. But yeah, was, yeah, but that was the one time they had like a full cast minus, like I said, Johnny. Uh, 2012, he was probably, yeah, I think he, he, that was uh, Big Bang Theory was already in full swing, so he may not have been able to get that. Yeah, he doesn't have to work again, again ever again. <laughs> well, you throw in Rose. The residuals in that show alone. Well, I mean, that, yeah, that, and then Roseanne. I mean, you, Roseanne. The, 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 the kids, the kid, the guys, the guys our age. But, yeah, he's been around uh, in in uh, Hollywood for a while. I mean, even this. I mean, this, I know he's not getting money off of this, but. They still get something, yeah. And if you know, if they can just bite the bullet and, and appreciate the the Comic Cons for what they are, once they get back into swing of things, and go see him. Yeah. He can be in com He can be doing Comic Cons for the rest of his life. He could, yeah. I mean, that's. I was having a discussion with that. Uh, my boss at work, he watches he watches Supernatural. And he's like, "What are they gonna do now?" I go, "Dude, they don't really need to do anything to be on. They, they could literally just sit at home and watch their kids grow up." Because that show was on for 15 seasons. That's like 327 episodes. It's on syndication. 
Uh, it's on Netflix. I'm not sure how that works with how they get money through that, but but even, do they? But the thing is, and, and of the cons, do, you know they'll yeah. do the cons. But the thing is, is do the act- actors get the residuals, or do the does the director and the writers get the residuals? That's that's where you got to question that. Yeah, so yeah, I don't think the well, actors, they have to get something. They may get them on the ones they wrote, and maybe there's some. Maybe and maybe at one point they did sign up in their contracts for syndication. You know, credits they might have gotten that, but I think normally when it comes to TV series, once it's once you do your work, you get paid for your work, you're gone. Same thing. With the reason movies. I say same that thing, is same that, thing with movies. These guys aren't getting residual checks. For no, the reason I say that is because I know when Baywatch got syndicated, that's where Hasselhoff made all his dough. Well, that was because Hasselhoff was part of the he was part of the the, the production company. He made so much money off yeah. that. that. It wasn't because he was an actor. He, he he was making the money because he was he was one of the guys that like directed and produced and produced the show. I remember that show was on NBC and they took it off. Oh, this thing sucks! And then he shopped it around and then then he made Baywatch Nights. <laughs> and let's not forget Baywatch Hawaii, where we did receive uh, probably one of the best gifts for women ever, Mister Aquaman himself. Mm-hmm. I just like Baywatch Science because it was so strange and weird. It was like their version of Supernatural. What was it like they that after their their lifeguarding shift was done, they were like cops and they investigated supernatural stuff. Oh man. Well, I think that's around the time like I think X Files was coming in, so I think they were trying to, you know, capture that. Mm. Now it's funny is this is the only move or this is the this is one of two Christmas movies released in 1989 and the only two movies released in 1989 that were Christmas themed. Home Alone? No, 1989. Home Alone was Ooh, uh, Home Alone was 88, right? No, Home Alone I think 87? was the 70s. No, no, you're, you're going. Oh, no, okay. <laughs> Macaulay's not that young. No, it's, I think I think that was 91 for uh, Home Alone. But no, there was one movie. Uh, and you would probably know it. I'm trying to think of it now. And to give another hint, there was somebody in this movie we're watching that was in that movie. So that person was in the only two Christmas movies released in 1989. Hmm. I should look it up, but I'm not going to. I'm Prancer. To, I'm a, well, I, exactly. I wouldn't know that one. You is. don't know Prancer? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know Prancer. No, that's and Johnny, what, you, Johnny Galecki was in both movies. Ooh, so that had to be a straight to no, home Prancer, video. No, 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 Prancer. No, it was it was a talking uh, reindeer one. No, I remember. Oh, uh, no wonder I didn't see it. Yeah. No, don't act all big and bad. You were fourteen. I'm not at the acting time, big right? and bad. I'm you just were saying fourteen I just didn't at the time. Simmer down with your coolness. You I'm were, not trying you, to say <laughs> I just didn't watch. I didn't want to watch a weird movie about a talking reindeer. Mm-hmm. It's just. Oh, you're not going to lose your street cred. I did watch the Christmas Chronicle Part 2. It's pretty good, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Now, there is a slight, and I mean extremely slight, connection to It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, Frank, uh, Frank uh, Capra's 
Uh, mm-hmm. His uh, grandson, Frank, Frank Capra the third, is uh, the assistant director to this movie. So, oh, okay, well, there was a- bunk beds. Oh God, I remember bunk beds. I never get the slap on the top. That was my brother, bastard. <laughs> I wonder if that's the same street they shot Home Alone at. Pretty no, no, I don't believe it's the same street. But I would go with Bueller or okay. I definitely would go with like like the the Ferris Bueller ones. Yeah, I mean it's it's John Hughes. It takes place usually in the same town, you know, Midwest. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like it. We have a ladder like that actually in uh, my house, just like that, and it comes off like that. We had to fix it so you actually just can manually move it because before it used to do exactly that. It would automatically, and it did hit me just like that. So, Definitely not Florida because they don't have attics like that, like that size. The attics we got here, like, just big enough to put like luggage up there. No, you you just you you got a small house. Is all. No, there's. Trust me, I've been in some big attic attics in here in Florida. I used to do construction. That this, it's just the size of the house. It's like junk in the trunk. It's all about the size. Well, okay. So Chevy Chase's uh, Chicago Bear hat, same mm. hat that was in the first two. Okay. Same hat. It wasn't a – he brought it back. Now, if he went, went into a basement, yeah, I would definitely say, yeah, we don't have that. You know, basements like that down here, but, you know. So uh, we uh, we woke up to an interesting thing here at the household uh, uh, yesterday. What's that? Or was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. Uh, my, my stepfather walked over, tapped me on the shoulder. He's like, hey, come here for a second. And I, I'm never too sure on when he says, hey, come here for a second if that means anything bad or good. So I was like, okay. And we walked into the garage. And he's like, do you know anything about that? And I turned and I didn't see it at first. But when I turned, the, a quarter of our garage ceiling had collapsed what yeah just collapsed i'm like what the fuck it's it's an old house we're talking like probably Uh, we're probably talking 40 years old more when it oh so it's just and it's the one by the garage door probably humidity or whatever but i just was like holy crap you got a lot of stuff in there no no because it's it was by the by the angle by the sharpest at the very end so Nothing could get up there except maybe a cat or a raccoon, but we don't have anything like that to, for them to get up there. So the only thing I could calculate and figure out was just the, the humidity change with the weather changing that we've been getting going through. It just it just gave out because it was yeah. just old. I keep realizing I, I I forget that those houses over there and by your your hood are a little bit older because you know they're spaced out more because over here it's not. So. No, you guys are. Yeah, you guys are. In the yeah, zero. we're like we're you're like in, basically. Yeah. You're in the zero lot line. Uh, nineties yeah. homes. Yeah, I remember those. Yeah. I hated those. Oh yeah, it's not fun. 
So here you're going to find, as he's digging through, you're going to find a the, the video case, the, the film to case. And it says Christmas 59. And that's a direct tie into the short story that this movie is based off of. And for you, and for you old school folks out there, from some old school bewitched fans, it. look it. at the Damn house that Clark's grew up in. Hey, there it is. I just saw it. What? Uh, Christmas nineteen fifty. 1950... Yeah, nineteen fifty nine. Yeah, seventy nine. Yeah, it said Xmas uh, fifty nine. Yeah. Oh. But as he's watching this, look at the house that it, that he grew up in in the film. <laughs> the house is the same house that uh, Bewitched was the front of the house for Bewitched, uh, as well as I think New Gidget. I don't, I never saw New Gidget, but the reruns. But yeah, that's oh look at that's that. The, that's the Bewitched house. Because of course, you know, most of those were filmed on the lot on uh, Universal. Mm-hmm. And yes, you can still go back through and see some of those. Look at that. My God, I don't remember the last time my family and I got together like that for a big Christmas event. Probably been decades. I believe this was in the middle of uh, Juliette Louise Dreyfus's uh, Seinfeld run too, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I don't think it had ended yet. No, uh, you're right. I think you're or, right. I, know, I, think I think it was like right at the beginning. I think. Yeah, right, right. Literally at the beginning. Now it is funny is uh, Johnny and uh, Juliette Louise would meet later in another uh, series, but instead of being brothers and sisters, they were. Boyfriend and girlfriend. It wasn't Big Bang, was it? No. Mm. Think of his uh, his other. Actually, yeah, this is right at the beginning of her. Roseanne. Yeah, Connors. Not not Roseanne, Con- the, Connor. the Connors. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry, guys. Yeah. Yes, the Connors. Yeah. Well, it's two different shows because she's on one and not on the other. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, for the time that he was on there to, uh, to in 2018, yeah, he uh, they were uh, they were boyfriend and girlfriend. Oh. Lovers. Really? He wasn't with Darlene anymore? No, they had a whole, like, 
falling out from everything I could catch. I didn't get a chance to see all of it. Oh. I gotta watch it. I, I want to see how they explained the way Roseanne. I, I never watched it after she left. I don't even remember how they how they did it or not. How they got rid of her. They do like the normal. Well, she's dead. Well, they didn't do it like they did Dan. Like I think in the in the original ending of Roseanne, the very first series run, he's they, died. They had, yeah, that he had died, and she had won the lottery, and like it was all like a dream or something like that. Yeah, I think they think they went the New Heart route. Which, if anybody's been a fan of Last Man Standing, I guess the last seasons that they're doing the last season, then I guess in one of the episodes, Tim plays both his character from. Last I saw and, that. And, uh, I saw that snippet. Yeah, he's going to be uh, coming back as uh, the tool man. And, I, and they're going to be playing opposite each other. I think that was kind of fun. That they're gonna I, think I'll, I think I'll just check that episode out. I like the show. If you, I mean, it's fun. It's, it is, it, he does take a very uh, anti-snowflake approach. He is, he is us. Mm-hmm. And his kids are very oversensitive. And, you know, you can't do that because this is how the world is now. And he's, oh, no. And, but he doesn't. Yeah, you know, it's, it's it's really it's a fun show, especially like at our age and seeing how things are done. But then at the, you know he's he softens up and you realize okay, yeah, he's doing it the wrong way. Uh, I have to check it out. I know he he plays like a character that runs like a Bass Pro Shop or something. He's he's part owner of of a yeah of a kind of a Bass Pro Shop type thing. But he what well, he does and instead of having a television series like Tool Time, he has a vlog on YouTube about uh. certain things. You know about how to hunt this or do that and. Now I want to see that episodes where Tim the Two Man Taylor shows up. Yeah, and it's funny. It's like Tim's got grayer hair, and he's like wearing <laughs> wearing a Benford shirt. So you know, it's like they're are they they're in the same universe because most of the other cast has shown up. Like everybody else has shown up and to to guest star. Maybe I have to start watching that show. I think it's Hulu or Netflix or how many seasons has it been on? Like what three, four? Oh so, no, no, it's six. Really? Yeah, it's they they went long. they went for they went for a while, then they took a break. They lost one of their. One of their daughters, because she went off to do something else. So, yeah, they had a couple of casting changes, but for the most part, him and his wife are, are like the mainstays and the re- and the rest of the cast. But yeah, it's, it's a real fun show. I, I enjoyed it. Well, to check it out then. <laughs> it's a good palate cleanser. You know, we always talk about a good palate cleanser after a couple of like, you know, especially after you watch like something like The Punisher. And you can't jump right into Punisher the second season. You got you need no, cleanser. You no, need a, you gotta you gotta that's decompress. A, that's a great one. Do a season, do a season of Last Man Standing because it'll be like okay, now I can come in and and do it. Now I can laugh again. Yeah. <laughs> Look at his face. <laughs> we did it. I don't want it's not gonna come out. You might use some club soda. That's a guy. That's a voice in Martian manner. That's crazy. I'm trying to picture his mom's face. Who? As a younger actress. Oh, is oh she... Clark's mom? Yeah. Uh, well, no, it's not her that's the uh, the voice of Betty Boop, the the aunt that comes in later. You'll see her. The, the, really, the, the one that brings her cat as a present. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, no, uh, but but her but his mom is uh, Diane Ladd. Oh, that's what yeah, it is. China, Chinatown. Okay. Chinatown. Goes to Mississippi. Yeah, she's a. Uh, Alice doesn't live here anymore. So yeah, she's uh, that's that's his mom. Yep. Dick. <laughs> Typical father. Yeah, there he is. When did he come in? I didn't even see him come that, in. This is when he comes in. He, oh, just, just he, now? He just, he's there. That's, oh, why, that's no. why Clark's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> that's, yeah, no, he's just sitting there. That, that freaked me out, too. I was like, oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, no, Clark's going around saying, thanks, man. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being here. And he's like, Eddie? That's why, that's why he's got that dumb look on his face. Like, where the f- you come from? Yep, the one movie uh, he is most famous for is this, and probably most recognized is, you know, Christmas Vacation. And yeah. uh, Cousin Eddie is based off of a real person. Dennis Quaid uh, had uh, had seen and it, growing up, this guy that was just, like, over the top and just, like, ridiculous, just had no filter. Um, but his outfits were actually based off of what, what uh, Dennis Quaid's wife came up with. <laughs> What do they call those hats he's wearing? What is it, like hunter's hats? Yeah, I just, I've always known them as hunter's hats, or ear warmers, I don't know. Ear warmers, they're, yeah. they're also known for, like, Russian, you know, hats. Yeah. Um, the KGB wears them a lot. KGB. God, I, I'm not going to say it, but... What? Uh, spies Like Us? Yeah, I'm just... <laughs> another just another keep, great JVT. No, no, I'm not, yeah, I wasn't going to say it. Just, that's the first thing that popped in my head. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> my god i haven't seen this movie in a long time and when he showed up i was surprised like oh shit he's right there <laughs> my mom is exactly like this if anybody shows up it's okay we have a lot of room mm-hmm. jeff go sleep in the other room. oh god we got plenty of room Jeff, go sleep in the car. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Go sleep in the garage. Just put the heater in there. You'll be all right. What's important is that they have a bed. I'm like, no. <laughs> Poor Clark. What's up, Snot? <laughs> Is it real? <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, 
of course, for all you uh, deep cut guys, the, the mugs, of course, are from Wally World. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's uh, Wally the Moose. Oh. Wally Moose. I think there is a nod somewhere to Pig and a Poke also in there for, from European Vacation, but I, I I remember hearing about it, but I couldn't find any reference to it, but there's like supposed to be a, like a European Vacation nod in there as well. I got it. And also another voice uh, overcast um, is uh, Miriam Flim, uh, cousin uh, Catherine, Eddie's wife. She also does voice acting. If anybody remembers uh, Tasmania, mm -hmm. if you guys remember that that animated show, nineteen ninety one, she played Taz's mom. Wow. Uh, and she's also she's also done a voiceovers for other other um, other shows as well. But that's probably like the most. I think she was on Land Before Time. She was. Um, I think she was in Babe. I think she was like the mother Babe's mom, if I remember correctly. So. <laughs> he hates Eddie. I'm doing just fine. <laughs> oh, next month. Playing Scrooge now. Uh, I thought he was. Was he one of the? Well, I know both. Uh, I know both uh, Bill Murray's brothers were in there. Um, I know one played his brother in the movie. Mm. Uh, and I think he. This one might have been another exec. Okay. If I, I'm trying to remember, or he was, or he was no. Maybe, I think maybe he was part of the production crew. Um, yeah, he, yeah, a camera guy or something. Yeah, I think he, yeah, he, I okay. think that he might that might have been when he he was in. Let's see. Earl Cross. Yeah. So yeah, he was he was yeah he was a, one of the one of the executives. That's what he. Yeah, he always kind of he always seemed to play the executive in, in roles and things like that. Oh no! Wait, I'm sorry, sorry. Earl Cross wasn't one of the executives. Earl Cross, he played uh, he played his his father 
Oh, he, he played Bill okay. Murray's dad when they did flashbacks to his childhood. I remember that. That's one. right. Oh boy. Jesus. Was that Cap Shield? <laughs> no, if it was Cap Shield, at least would go back. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Probably one of the first appearances of Walmart. Yeah, it's showing that it was open, but it, none of the stores at that time frame were open 24 hours a day. Kind of like today. Yep, back to, back to how it was. Thanks, Dick. Little uh, little throwback trivia to the beginning of the movie when they were driving to go get their um, the tree, go get the tree. That blue Ford piece of crap that was in front of them mm -hmm. that had been in two separate movies. Uh, one was uh, for Kurt, Ru or actually uh, both, or no, one was Kurt Russell, the Kurt Russell movie. Uh, I think the first movie he and his uh, spouse or lover or life partner, you want to call her. Goldie Hawn, uh, Overboard. Goldie Hawn. Oh. It was, it was the truck from Overboard. 
And it was also the blue truck that was, can be seen in probably one of our favorite movies done by a wrestler. Uh, they Live. Oh, that truck's been everywhere. Yeah. Well, you got to think of the time okay. frame, too. Yeah. So. And here we go. A nice a la Fast Times at Richmond High uh, dream sequence coming up. <laughs> oh, God. Leopard skin. Oh, boy. You're worried about the leopard skin, but not the shirt not tucked the... in. Nicol, what's her name? Nicolette Scorsese? That's who she is. Was she a Scorsese? Yeah. Was she? I don't know if he's related, but... Uh, let me see. Yeah, there's no connection on, on my side to it. But, yeah. Okay, she's not related to him. Okay. Well, there is a, since you brought up a relation to famous actors, uh, there is uh, one actor on here, no, it's definitely a male, uh, is related to uh, Gene Autry, the singing cowboy, or one of the singing cowboys. Oh, boy. Do you know? Would you like to know? Yeah, I would like to know. Well, Who is it? Cousin Eddie himself, Randy Quaid. Really? Yeah. Wow. Oh. <laughs> you got the shaft. Oh, boy. Oh, you got to have those little tender moments in the film. Of course, it would be a Christmas movie without the heartwarming moments. Yeah. Get a little bit of tenderness.
So there's something else missing in this movie that we've, seen, that? that we've seen seen or heard in every single vacation movie. We have we will not hear in this. Oh, uh, the um the song. Yes, that's right. Yep, it was omitted from this one in favor of a song in this place called Christmas Vacation, which was written by like a husband and wife songwriting team. But yeah, uh, yeah. The Lindsay, Dinner, Lindsay, Dinner, Bu- Dinner, yeah, Lindsay Buckingham Dinner. Holiday Road is not Love that song. Who sang that the first time? Uh, Lindsay Buckingham? Let's leave it to that, huh? <laughs> Was that the Lindsay Buckingham? The. Yes, yes, the. Really? I didn't know Lindsay Buckingham sang that song. Yep. Oh. Yep, wrote it and sang it. Okay. And not, not only did he sing it, he played every instrument on that. That is all him. He played guitar, bass, keyboards, percussion, drum programming, and vocals. Wow. That is an all-out, let's say, oh, clean out the shitter. Clean the shit. Oh, boy. Is he drinking a Modelo beer? Uh, no, I'm trying to remember. There was a I had a link for the beer. Looks like Modelo bought. beer. Yeah, but it's. <laughs> That's gross. Uh, the brand of beer Eddie is drinking as he's emptying the septic tank is a Meister Brow. Okay. As of Look 19. 19- as a 2016 Meister Brown name and recipe has been bought out and has been discontinued. So, okay. no, you can't go find it and, and check your Meister Brown while you're watching the movie. I, I'm, I'm stuck to um, Michelob Ultra. So. Oh, get a Modelo. Modelo's looks, the can looks similar. Jesus! <laughs> Seven years. Oh, and yes, uh, Nicholas Guest, the the actor who plays um, plays Todd, is actually the brother of Christopher Guest. If anybody is familiar with, oh, him. it is okay. Yeah, Big Mighty Wind, and so yeah, it's same same actors, Spinal Tap, or same brother. I thought I had to I had to look it up when I first saw the name Nicholas Guest because I my brain kept wanting to say Christopher, and then I was like, oh, that's not right. Jesus. Old Roy. Yeah, watch. He'll buy. He's getting so many different brands of dog food. It's like not like one brand, but. He's got like three brands. Well, he's got three. He's got three. He's got three Purinas within the. He's only one dog. What the hell? It's a Rottweiler, man. I think eats and shits like a beast. Jesus.
<laughs> it is a nice surprise. Jesus, you've been eating up all your food in the house. Doesn't look shocking. Oh my God, that is Betty Boop. Yeah, the old lady. Now it's these were the, these two characters were based off of uh, 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 George Burns and uh, Gracie Allen because they wanted George to play the male's role here, but his he had died before they could do it. But he was originally that's ah. that's why there's a lot of George Burnerisms. Very, yeah, very similar Burnisms in there. But yeah, that's and again, of course, you now having her in there. But yeah, you hear that voice. That's that's Betty Boop. And then of course, you know, Uncle. He he's played in so many, so many great roles. Yeah, he's been in tons. Of, I mean, he was in Scrooge as well, I think. Uh, I believe so. Let me check. Yeah, it's William Hickey, uh, Tim Burton's uh, Night Before Court Before Christmas. He was Doctor Finkelstein. He was uh, one of our uh, oh. Halloween movies we did already, or not our post Halloween movies. But yeah, you look a major pain. He was on Major Pain, the Jerky major. Boys, the movie. Major, uh, yeah, love Major Pain. Puppet Master, Sea of Love, Pink Cadillac. Yeah, he's been in tons and tons of movies. Oh. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> what the? Christmas bird. Not flipping the bird, but. Boop. 
Oh boy. Hey, we we all have that uh we all have that 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 family relative. <laughs> Play ball. Oh boy. <laughs> what the? <laughs> what the? <laughs> A little dry. Can't say I've ever had anything like that. That dry. No, neither have I. And normally we don't eat turkeys in Christmas Eve. It's ham. Christmas ham. That's a little extra flavor to it. Nope. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, it is it is kind of interesting when you look at this look at this film. This is like one of the few films, Christmas films and Christmas themed films that never makes it to Christmas Day. No. You know, we never see that that payoff, the, the the Christmas money shot, if you will. Hello, the Christmas money shot. I could have gone Christmas bukkake, but I thought that was a little too over the yeah. Top. So don't, I want Christmas don't. money shot. The Christmas money shot's good. Hello, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> and this is also one of those. 80s trends kind of drifted over into the 90s was the animated intro. Yeah. There were three movies that this year. This one, obviously, you know, is going to be the one that we're going to count, but there were two other movies that were released in 89 that followed this sort of trope, if you will, for the for the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, first one, the second one was Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. And then also uh, an old classic Old classic, uh, Troop Beverly Hills. Oh, wow. If anybody wants a, a nice, fun... Troop Beverly Hills. Yeah, a nice, fun little throwback. Ugh. Jesus. <laughs> uh oh.
That is a big ass tree. So do you want a nice John Carpenter connection to this movie? Okay. All right. Uh, I'll ask. The orchestra uh, orchestra was performed. Uh, music score was per- conducted by Shirley Walker. Uh, one day, Chevy Chase for the movie, you know, popped into the studio, was watching him, you know, watching them score the movie, and everything. A few years later, he was uh, he was acting and producing in a a very little known film called Memoirs of the Invisible Man. Came out in ninety two. Its director was John Carpenter. Well, Car- oh my God! <laughs> Car- Carpenter initially wanted hit wanted uh, Jack uh, Niche to score it, but Ch- Chevy Chase was so against it. But uh, but he did remember how how great Shirley did, and so he brought Shirley in. Well, it turns out years later, ninety six, when uh, Carpenter went to go do a sequel to one of his biggest movies, he enjoyed what working with her during Memoirs of Invisible Man. He brought her in for Escape from L.A. Oh. So complete, mm. complete connection mm. on how how strange Hollywood works. Don't grunt at the movie. I'm just simply making a statement. No, Memoirs of Invisible Man was actually pretty good, but the Escape from L.A. is. Well, I was like, don't grunt about the movie. I'm just making a comment about the music. Okay, the music okay, but it, uh, I, I didn't know that connection with that movie. So, what the hell's going on there? Now that looks like a carpenter connection right there with a the green misty light underneath. To be so bad. All the till man fry. Oh shit! <laughs> what the? <laughs> oh. Oh God! <laughs> wow! Dude, the payoff when he goes off is so classic. Yeah, and some of that when you hear some of it, that was some of that was. Um... The uh, the uh, the some of that was Hughes, uh, like feeding lines, like the four flusher. Mm-hmm. That was yeah, that was that was Hughes feeding him some lines on those. <laughs> what the what the hell, is Randy? What's Randy Quay so happy about? Now that that scene where the cat gets electrocuted, they originally wanted that cut. They filmed oh, it. They, they filmed it, and uh, prior to the first screen testing, studio execs are like, "No, no, we we you know we're gonna get some right, you know, animal rights activists coming up our asses, you know, after over this, 
and they decided, no, no, we, we want to keep it in. So what they did is the first screen te- screen test they did to test audience, like, like that just that that scene like scored huge for uh for the you know for the audience. So I guess hmm. the, uh, there wasn't a lot of PETA fans in the audience that day, but yeah. Uh. <laughs> He's like, why? Uh. <laughs> what was it? What is it? Jelly of the Month Club? I can't remember. I think yeah, I think it's Jelly of the Month. Or depending on the jelly, I might not be up too upset about it. But again, I wouldn't have uh, you know bought a pool until I had the money in that bank. <laughs> yeah, well. I'll... <laughs> he's the only guy that I know that gives you that he la- he can smile but he's in pain. Who's that? Clark? Uh, yeah. Chevy? Yeah. Yeah. Jelly little. <laughs> he always has one of those moments in these films where he just goes off. Yeah, the the, the classic freak out moment. The freak out movie, yeah. That's kind of his thing. So a total of thirty words to describe his boss, if anybody wants a, a running count. Where's the title? I love that. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> now the overalls that uh, that that cousin Eddie we see what we see wearing like earlier in the movie, mm-hmm. you can actually get those online. There's a I'm trying to remember the website, but you can. What's actually, it called? Cousin Eddie's overall. Basically, like kind of like the cousin Eddie over overall, but yeah, you can get those on there, and I, I love his reaction. Good dog. We're good. Took the took the RV. <laughs> oh no, no, I thought it was. And that was the scene I was talking about where we were talking about him like emulating uh, Jason and uh, Leatherface. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the first one. It was this one. But the 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 one I was reading was like, oh, it's when he goes to get the tree in the wild. I'm like, well, that is they're both in the wild, so it kind of like you know. Yeah, it defeats the purpose. That, yeah. I don't know. There's just something about when he goes, when he goes, just in, when he starts freaking out. <laughs> right there. 
to not, and to not leave you geeks out, there are, there is actually a couple of geek connections in this movie. Uh, the uh, two future uh, future or this movie features two future Star Trek actors, uh, N- Natasha Nagol, Miss, uh, Miss Shirley. Uh, she went on to guest star as a fleet admiral, uh, Nechev, in several episodes of uh, Star Trek Next Generation. And Jeremy Roberts, who we haven't seen yet, but we will see here in a moment. Uh, he's the uh, one of the cops that tells everyone to freeze during the police raid. Yeah. He actually went on to play uh, Mr. Uh, Vintel, uh, Captain Sulu's science officer on the um, Excel- Excelsior. Excelsior! In the uh, Undiscovered Country movie. How nice so, to see you again, Captain Sulu. So yeah, definitely. You uh, too, Captain. <laughs> at least we have a a, a, a a geek connection with this movie. I had to dig for it, but God damn it, I found that's, it. That's 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 a that's a deep. <laughs> I had to dig for you did your homework there, so you should be. <laughs> Mike gets all the gifts. <laughs> it's just gonna get newspaper. Actually, I can't make fun of that. I I wrap gifts in newspaper too. You hear a dump truck. I was with a friend this this past couple of days, and and they kept saying that they're. Did you hear this squeak? Do you hear that beep? Nope. <laughs> it's like I don't know if my hearing's going bad or your hearing shit. Oh, and the flying squirrel. You gotta love it. Oh. Uh. <laughs> it's a freaking squirrel. <laughs> what is it? It's a squirrel. I'm trying to see the picture, the family portrait behind him. If it was, if it's this family, or if it's the one of the other ones, I can't tell. Hmm. Mom's passed out. <laughs> and he's trash. He's he's cholesterol problem. Oh my god. Here comes Snot to the rescue. And to keep leaving his mom behind. Jesus. Come on, you better move. 
Even the dog is running away. <laughs> yeah, so this was one year before um, before Seinfeld. Oh, okay. Seinfeld, I think, started 90, and this was released 89, but, you know. Oh, Lord. Uh-oh. That's some squirrel. Uh-huh. Super squirrel. Super squirrel, man. <laughs> oh, Jeez. I'll punch into he's kind of a douche. I don't want to go over and deal with the annoying neighbors. Do you have annoying neighbors? I don't have any annoying neighbors anymore. I used to. Uh, other than their political signs? No, no, they're fine. We used to back in the day. The, not not that house. So There's a house across the street. It, it was like day one of, of us moving into this neighborhood. They they mm. got this old guy and my grandfather got into like some arguing match about us like parking on the street in front of his house. We're like, we're moving in. We got more cars than normal. We want this isn't going to be normal. Just and then you know you it, bastards. It, it went <laughs> it went downhill from there. We never uh. you know. Oh, we used to call him Old Man Nick. He was always grumpy. Yep. <laughs> like I said, it takes a talent to do that. Yeah, he has that way. You know, when you watch him do yeah, it, yeah, like, even, like... even when you see like scenes like when he does it, like uh, like the Three Amigos, or yeah. even, even in Spies Like Us, you know, he has those those freak out moments. And like I said, I think he's the only comedian. I mean, maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong that he he literally can smile through pain. I don't think I've ever seen anybody else do that. It's like he's laughing, but he's in, in yeah. he's, he's pissed. Well, well, it's it's that it's that I'm I'm about ready to break, and I'm going to break in the in in a and go to the nut house now. And, yeah, and, now there, there the are farm. some others that that do try to emulate that, but nothing to his to his level. Because you you can see like you know early Spade when like when he was like dealing with like in any of the movies with him yeah 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 with with him and Farley you know they all they you know he was like I'm gonna kill you kind of but start giggling a little bit yeah nothing nothing like nothing like Chevy yeah no Chevy that was Chevy had that one dialed in pretty good same thing you know when you look at uh you know Bill Murray you know Bill Murray had that that dry you know neurotic kind of humor for him so he could always pull that off and that's how you Mm -hmm. know he was you know he was great with Ghostbusters and great in you know, Caddyshack. Okay, you got a bullet to your head, right? You got three Bill Murray movies. Ghostbusters, Caddyshack, or Scrooged? Ghostbusters. Okay, yeah. I will go Ghostbusters too. Yeah. I think for me, a, a close second will be Scrooged. Now, for me, it would be Caddyshack. 
Man, he's so good in Scrooge, though. He is, he is, but it's it's almost a. It's just a, a, a douchier version. I I, I, think mm. I like the I like the idiot. The idiot's yeah, yeah. it's another one. I like yeah. The, yeah, I like the idiot part of Bill Murray and and that, you know Ghostbusters. It's just that that sharp wit, you know, and uh, you know comedy that he does. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> so this is the actress I was talking about that uh, Anija she was she's uh, was the vice admiral in Star Trek. Uh Star Trek Oh, okay. Uh, Next Generation Deep Space Nine I think she was on. She was on for various episodes of that that time in Star Trek's history. Yeah, and they called her Miss Shirley, but I mean, she's really literally in that scene and then one other. <laughs> oh boy Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> Jesus. What, like 10 cop cars? Hey. Well, it was a kidnapping. An executive of, of, of a uh, food, food preservative company just has got been kidnapping. That's <laughs> urgent shit right there, dude.
Jesus. <laughs> you know, what I was about to say, I was going to say, wouldn't it be cool if it was a SWAT team? And but like, lo and behold, they're right there. And I'm like, okay. What the? It's <laughs> <laughs> nice little touches like that. Freeze. Oh, yeah, look at that. Answer. Just put... Yep. And not only that, but the connection between her and Randy Quaid is they actually share the same birthday. And there's a reference. I love where Beverly's hand is placed. <laughs> yeah. But there was a reference, a, a comment that Beverly was going to make here in a moment, uh, right from the very first Christmas. Or not the first Christmas, right? The Christmas of uh, Christmas, uh, first vacation movie. Oh. Hello, <laughs> there's still. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Jesus. So yeah, I guess we missed the line, but she makes a comment. This is our first kidnapping. Well, same line was sort was was put in uh, during a vacation mm-hmm. when she says it was our. Well, this is our first gun. It was kind of a, a, a tie-in with them. Oh, okay. I see. I see. Oh no. <laughs> what the f- <laughs> That cop looks like Reginald V. Johnson from uh, Die Hard, doesn't he? I mean, maybe it's the mustache. And you just, they're both you African American. just made the American. most racist thing. I, I, I wasn't that. trying to be racist, but he does look like he looks exactly like him. It's he, the, he, the, the same, that's not him, but that actor plays 
because that's what he played on. Uh, what was it? Um, uh, Urkel was the uh, Family Matters. He played yeah, a cop in Family Matters. Yeah. He's played a cop. Is that him too? Yes, that's the same guy. Well, he same looks thinner here. Yeah. Oh, oh no, no, that's not him. Oh, but okay. from Die Hard, that actor ended up. He played in Family Matters, and he's played. He's somehow ended up playing a cop. It's just like uh, there's so many actors that end up like being teachers. Like they they seem to always end up playing teachers or end up playing you know a, a congressman or, or something like that. Hmm. Yeah, so that's the song that uh, they're playing now. Okay, that, got re- that replaced. That's not a bad song. No, I mean it's again. You guys, but it's you not think the time frame eighties. It's kind of your 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 atypical eighties Christmas song, and they all were that way. I've gone in the last week. I've gone through a very heavy, heavy uh, Christmas movie marathons from all the Santa Clauses to the Home Alones, um, a couple of Netflix ones. Even all the Home Alones? All, uh, no, no. Uh, okay, for, I was gonna, to uh, me, there's only two Home Alones. Sorry, okay, yeah, I was gonna say there's only two. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't subscribe to three, four, or, or five. I think blasphemy. Yeah, mm. that, that even the fifth one. I'm like, no, no, I don't. The only way I would, the only way I would be okay with it being another kid is if, is if Macaulay Culkin was the dad. And, and that'd be cool. That'd be a nice only, little time. Only way I would, I, I would, you know, you know, subscribe to them doing a Home Alone without. You know him being, you know, playing, you know, McAllister. That you know he, the kid is a McAllister, but he's he's you know, he's a uh, what's his name? Uh, I I could keep hearing her name, her screaming his name, but uh, but yeah, it's that it's not a, you know, that it, he's part of the family, but it's you know his son or grandson or you know however you want to go with it. Something. That'd be a cool. That'd be a nice little thing. You that, could again, do. it's it pays tribute, like we've always talked about when you want to pay when you want to do a a sequel of a movie. Or even a reimagining of a movie years later, but you want to pay homage to the first one. That's the best way of doing it, you know. That, that he's the son of the main, you know. And and then what's great is that that actor that played that kid could now kind of like hone and, and teach the young actor. Hey, you know, I I was there. I was a young actor just like you. Yeah. This is how I made it through. Kind of paying it forward. Yeah. yeah basically, I yeah. get you. Yeah. But you know they don't do that really that much in Hollywood. So. No, I think they tried that for the new Vacation movie, but now yeah, actually is... no, they no they did at all. I'm sorry. No, they did. That was Ed Helms. Well, no, oh, it did? was Ed Helms, but he he was that he he the played son, Rusty. He was the son, yeah, no, he yeah. he played Rusty, and and you do run into Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo at the you know in the movie because they're on their way to go visit the family, and he's trying to recapture his strange memory of the trips that his family made, just like Clark had these over-romanticized visions of his, his family. Like they said in this movie, Clark, you have you know, romanticized visions, you know, memories of what our family, you know, Christmases were, and they were horrible. And that's kind of Rusty fell into the same thing that his dad did. He has these romanticized, you know, ideas and, and memories of what vacations were and that they're not that, and he tries to recapture it. And then, you know, he has that little heart-to-heart all you know, not over a beer, I don't think. Uh, but you know, if you, no, if you do a, a throwback to the first movie, he had that moment with his dad where he had the beer and said, "Hey, you're trying, you're you're a man now," kind of thing. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's a good pull. But yeah, that's you know, I think that's yeah. kind of because that's the best way, only way I could really watch the vacation movie was like to to see that it was a representation of the son repeating 
not the father's curse, but the father's bad habits, you know, and then and that's just family. We all continue our, our parents and grandparents bad habits because that's what we're brought up with. But over romanticizing family vacations is, is like the least of a bad habit. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So, Oh, oh I guess the end credits just rolled on. So guys, that was, uh, uh, I, I lost my <laughs> Christmas vacation. I was going to say vacation. I don't know why I keep thinking vacation. Well, it is, a, uh, it is, it is a Christmas vacation. It is and the vacation. only Christmas National Lampoon's Christmas vacation where they didn't go anywhere. Yeah, it was a staycation. Yeah, staycation. So, well, so, the, so, the only time they went somewhere was they did go to get their tree, but that's, you know, that wasn't just down there. That was just down to town, so it's not like a big trip. Yeah, well. So yeah, Any, definitely a Warner Brothers, uh, Warner Brothers staple. I don't know where you can find it. I had to, this was part of my private collection, so I I have looked online. I'm sure it's on uh, Amazon, Vudu, uh, any of your purchasing ones. But again, you guys have to remember, you know, you purchase from there. You're basically purchasing it for a small, you know, for a time frame because eventually those may go away. So always, guys, we support hard copies, physical copies of movies, television shows. So that way you always have it, and you can watch it whenever you want. You don't have to rely on something else to. Uh... Yeah, it's good to have yeah. those. I still, I still have my physical media. I mean, yeah. I haven't, I haven't collected one in a while, but, yep. um, which is unfortunate because I just haven't found anything I want to buy yet. Yeah, I mean, but, I've um... got, I've got like a lot of digital, but it's my digital. But they, I've got the, I've got all the DVDs in my storage unit. So you know, if I, oh need yeah, to, okay, you know, I have a hard digital copy, you know, a hard copy of if for whatever reason. My, you know, my my databases fail. I've got double backup, so I, you know that would be a, a major catastrophe if something like that happened. But why two K happen? You have a DVD player and you have your physical media. You'll yeah. be you'll be set, sir. Yeah, exactly. So. Yep. So that's the best way, guys. So yeah, like I say, always support your you know your your hard copies and, and your and especially in this t- hard time, guys. Support your local stores, please. Yes. Um, please. especially when it comes to DVDs, I'm gonna I'm a I'm an avid book reader. Most I don't know if most people know this, but uh, your hard, but your hard copy books, your your small mom and pop bookstores, they have massive backlogs of DVDs. So check that out. I, that's where I've uh, found a lot of like great nuggets that they're just taking them in because they're, they're books. They're a bookstore. They're not really not looking at what they're bringing in, but there's some interesting nuggets back there. So make sure you guys do support them, in, especially in this day and age. Just like we support, tell you guys to support your local comic books. Support the little guys during the holiday seasons. Don't go out to the big markets like Target or Walmart or wherever you go. But, you know, go to the little guy and get some of the gifts over there. That's what I'm going to do this year. I'm going to support one of our local venues. You probably already know what it is. And uh, get some Christmas shopping in. So uh, check that out, guys. And, well, you, you, uh, go there, you go there every – that's not like you're going any place different. You go there every week. <laughs> well, I didn't go – well, I actually am going tomorrow probably sometime. That is true, though. But – uh. Yeah, so check out Christmas Vacation and Happy Holidays to you guys. Mike? Yep, you make sure you guys do check us out on our streamer links for, uh, dot com forward slash heroes underscore asylum. It is a mouthful, but you guys can get there. Uh, and that is a where you'll find links to Heroes Asylum, to Midnight Movies, this show. This show is actually now completely updated. All episodes are online on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, iHeart, I believe, we're still on. Uh, so Google. So I mean, any major podcasting source that you guys are going to use, we are there. Look for the Midnight Movies, Heroes Asylum, Midnight Movies. By the way, not Midnight Movies, but Heroes Asylum, Midnight Movies. Oh. Okay. And all episodes are uploaded. Our Halloween series that we did, and and then of course, you know, we're wrapping up 
the end of this year with our Avengers initiative, the Heroes Asylum Avengers initiative, where we picked a 12 movies that we felt represent best representative the decade long of the Avengers series. We didn't pick every one, but we picked 12, and we will be wrapping that up at the end of this month. So make sure you guys do check that out and get caught up as well. Yeah, because I think the others are on there. Yeah, so yeah, no, everything on, on the Heroes Asylum Midnight Movies yep. page. Is that correct? That is correct. Heroes Asylum okay. Midnight Movies. Yep. Heroes Asylum guys, Midnight Movies. Yeah, and you guys can check that out as well as all of our Star Wars watch-alongs. And there's one left. We have to get to it, but we will get to that eventually. No, we're not. Yes. Uh, anyway, no, we're not. It's uh, like you I'm, can't. You got to. You can't. You can't have a book collection. And, and uh, you'll be doing that book. one by yourself. All right. uh, yeah, we'll you will. You're gonna. Ha- you're gonna. You will have to call somebody into. Uh, I'm calling it audible. You have to replace it. Anyway, uh, Twitter at the Hero Asylum underscore podcast and Instagram at the Hero Asylum. Check it out, guys. Midnight movies, as Mike said. And as always, from Mike to me to you, get to the asylum. <laughs>